0: the mystery history podcast i'm allison i'm rachel welcome to episode 110 on the vlad the impaler yes we've been trying to get (laughs) away from this this was originally supposed to be episode 107 yeah the notes really took it out of me and i feel like
1: (laughs) he made it sound like the notes were so awful so i was like Let's just ignore this one for a minute.
0: It's super, It's Vlad was sucking my will to live from beyond the grave (laughs) when I was writing these notes. Okay. So
1: now everybody gets to enjoy that as well.
0: (laughs) So I'm warning you all now, this is going to be super hard to read with a lot of words that you know damn well we're not going to be able to pronounce. Nope. And most of it's military stuff and not as gory, gruesome, excitable things that I originally anticipated it to be.
1: You probably were like, this dude's a real life
0: vampire. Yeah. Like he was (laughs) impaled people through their butts. Like, let's get it. Let's get it on. And Mm. no, it's, they were all women being catty bitches. Oh yeah. Yeah in the 1400s
1: well so at minimum people you may learn something here
0: you will you're not going to (laughs) know what we're talking about though because we're not going to be able to say it (laughs) correctly
1: but we'll do our best
0: we will try we give it our all every time 100% of the time 100% so before so I really talked it up if you're still here (laughs) thank you (laughs)
1: Thanks for sticking with us. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like full disclosure. I was supposed to have notes ready for today, but this week kind of got away from me. So that didn't happen. And we had this one in our backup. Mm -hmm. So just waiting
0: for a rainy day. (laughs) So if y'all hate it, this is all Rachel's fault.
1: (laughs) But Allie wrote it. I did. (laughs) So, okay. whose fault is
0: it really? I mean, it's a group effort, like everything. <laughs> we'll, we'll take 50 50 ownership. 50 50. Yes. Let's. Real quick before we get into this riveting tale um, of impalers and things, we've got a few things business wise. What do we want them to do?
1: Like, share, and subscribe.
0: Yes. Yeah, please. please.
1: Also, let us know if you um, are professional at making reels and by professional yeah. i mean free <laughs> but yes. good at it or have any tips and tricks because we're trying to get into this real business on instagram
0: yeah and tiktok
1: and on tiktok
0: this but we're machine old. we are these machines are not what they used to be i tell you
1: no i don't understand i mean i watch reels and tiktoks
0: yeah i love tiktok
1: but the idea of making one
0: well a lot of work
1: yeah i don't have any
0: good ideas so if you're out there like not doing a whole lot thinking that you need to get your creative juices flowing and you want to do that work for free let us know
1: or if you have any good ideas of things that we can do because i don't even have any good ideas for this stuff
0: yeah we need to maybe pinterest is that still a thing yeah it is still pinterest it i don't know Oh shit! Oh no! So we're old, um, but anyways, still anyways, like, share, and subscribe, please. Please do. And yes, if you if you got any ideas, any if you have any episode ideas, we're gonna be filling out August um, episodes. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you want to hear, and we will do our best to get them. And on I the really,
1: schedule. we were talking about this today. The things that Ali has been posting have been getting a lot of comments. Yeah, lately and responses because they're questions, but that's so fun. We love reading everybody's answers and seeing people talk back and forth. So that's been cool.
0: Absolutely. So if you see a question out there, like, like this one I posted today was what was the first major news story you remember as a child? And we've got a lot of great comments so far, a lot of stuff that I forgot that, you know, so all of those things could be episodes really. Um, so mm-hmm. if you guys see any questions that might be a good one to ask the group, let us know and we'll throw it up there. We love to um, talk to you guys. Yes, we do. And we also love to make Patreon episodes.
1: We do also love that.
0: <laughs> we have Patreon episodes for you over almost a hundred. We're very close to a hundred now. Yes. Yes. We have a $2 tier and a $5 tier. You also get discount codes to merch. You get all of those episodes that we've recorded. We release one every Friday and we would love for you to join us on there. So if you're interested, you can go to mysteryhistorypodcast.com and there's a link there that you can can click on for Patreon. Or you can go to um, any of our websites, Instagram or Facebook, and there should be a link on there.
1: That's right. And then coming up at the end of August is our Waverly Hills trip. Still talking about it. Still haven't booked a hotel,
0: but we're going to do it. (laughs) We have not booked a hotel yet. And one of our listeners is coming with us also. And we're super excited.
1: Yes, we are.
0: And she is on the ball. Like she's got a hotel and everything
1: and everything. This is why you and I can't travel together. Just you and I, like when we do travel, it's with
0: people family, that are, yeah. That are or planners. with friends
1: that play and stuff. Yeah. Both of us are last minute a-holes, but mm. we'll get it. We will have a place to stay and we will hundred percent be there. And we oh, would yeah. love it if you wanted to be
0: there too. Yep. We can just get one big place and all sleep on the floor. It'll be like old times. I am not sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Uh, you can go throw that out there (laughs) you can go to eventbrite.com and it's the august 27th date and it is a six-hour investigation and we will be there from 12 a.m to six no 12 yeah yeah yeah, 12 a.m that's weird 12 a.m to 6 a.m so i'm gonna need a nap
1: i'm gonna need a nap too
0: (laughs) but we're super stoked about it
1: the last investigation we went on i fell asleep during
0: yeah while well, i was scared to death ghosts were saying my name and she's over here taking a, a snooze
1: sitting up went holding yeah. a light <laughs> i was holding a light for someone and fell asleep and was well, like where am
0: i <laughs> to be fair it was fall time so it got darker earlier and i think we started at like eight and then we went into like two i think yeah so it's was a fairly long time
1: I don't think I'm going to fall asleep on this one.
0: This is not as cozy as the Brownella Mm -mm. cottage. Brownella cottage was very cozy. It had carpet that was very nice and clean.
1: That church pew too comfortable.
0: Yeah. Here we're going to be like (laughs) leaning up against dirty walls.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to fall asleep for this one. (laughs) Okay. Oh. Oh.
0: Wow. Ready?
1: Selling it over here.
0: Oh, I hope I'm ready. Somebody just tell me that you really enjoyed this. Even if you're lying to me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I just need one person. I'll tell you, I enjoyed it at the end. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Something, Something
1: for you to look forward to.
0: Okay. Now I'm a little better why don't you get us started on his military history and buckle up because we're getting right out of the gate with crazy words okay
1: vlad the third otherwise known as vlad tepa vlad the impaler or vlad dracula was the second son of vlad the second dracul Vlad II earned his nickname Dracul for his membership in the Order of the Dragon, which was a militant fraternity founded by Holy Roman Emperor Sigism- Sigismund. The Order of the Dragon was dedicated to halting the Ottoman advance into Europe. They did not know exactly when Vlad III was born, but believe it was between 1428 and 1431 because he was a candidate to the throne of Wallachai in 1448.
0: Wallachia.
1: Wallachia.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know Look that cuz I, I watched a documentary. Did you? Yeah, that's the only so, word I remember.
1: So you are eligible for the throne when you turn 20.
0: Yes, in Wallachia.
1: In Wallachia. <laughs> he he was probably <laughs> born after his father settled in Transylvania in 1429. It's said he was born in the Transylvania Saxon town of Sigiswara, when the kingdom, oh, then the kingdom of Hungary, where his father lived in a three story stone house from 1431 to 1435. Modern historians identify Vlad's mother either as a daughter or a kinswoman of Alexander I of Moldavia. Moldavia?
0: Moldavia. Moldavia? Sure.
1: Something. Yes. Yes. So they don't know exactly
0: who his mom is. They don't know a whole lot of specifics of really anything. So huh. all of this that we're going to talk about, eh, it's maybe happened. It might have happened. It might
1: not have happened. Right. Okay.
0: So it's a, it really is a good mystery history topic because nobody knows what the hell's going on.
1: Because it is a mystery.
0: It is, and it's history. Trudette. Father Vlad II Dracul, seized Wallachia after the death of his half-brother Alexander the First Aldea in 1436. After a meeting with John Hyundai, <laughs> like the car. Vovid of Transylvania, Dracul did not support an Ottoman invasion of Transylvania in March 1442. So this is all stemming around this Ottoman invasion. And whose mm-hmm. side are you on?
1: The Ottoman Sultan, Murad II, ordered Dracul to come to Gallipoli mm. to demonstrate his loyalty. Vlad III and his brother, is it Radu? Yeah. I was hoping it was Radu.
0: Whatever yeah, you, you say radu. radu.
1: Radu. Accompanied their father to the Ottoman Empire and they were all imprisoned. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> come, come pledge your loyalty. Prison.
0: Yep. They Dracul. must not have done a good job.
1: Apparently not. Jakruel was released before the end of the year but Vlad and Radu Remained hostages to secure Dracul's loyalty. Ooh, kept his sons, man. Sneaky snake. That's not cool. Mm-mm. They were held imprisoned in the fortress of Egregaz, now Dagregaz. Their lives were in danger because Dracul supported Vladislaus king of Poland and Hungary against the Ottoman empire during the crusade of Varna in 1444. So even though they had his sons, he supported yep. the king of Poland and Hungary against the Ottoman empire. That is Ballsy. messed up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Dracul was convinced his two sons would be butchered for the sake of Christian peace. But neither Vlad nor Radu were murdered or mutilated after their father's rebellion.
0: How mm. pissed would you be, though? Like, as the, the As son, the kids, yeah. Like, you like, really were cool going to gamble and maybe, like, you thought I'd be butchered and you were like, oh, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, you were pretty sure. Yep. That that was going to happen. Mm.
0: Dracul promised to pay a yearly tribute to Murad II in 1446 or 1447. We don't know which one. John Hyundai, who had become the regent governor of Hungary in 1446, invaded Wallachia in November 1447. Vlad and Radu fled to the Ottoman Empire. Dracul and his oldest son, Mercy, were murdered. Hyundai made Vlad's L- L- Lav the second, who is the son of Vlad Jarkul's cousin Dan the second. So, you got all these people you can't pronounce, and then you got Dan. <laughs> Dan's <laughs> <second>. cousin Dan. <laughs> he, he also, the- I don't know what we're talking
1: about anymore.
0: <laughs> Basically, so, Dad. Got dracula and his oldest son got his murdered. Oldest son,
1: yeah. Okay. Vlad and, and Radu, Vlad and Radu went back to the Ottoman Empire. Yep. Which is who held them hostage before? Correct. But then and, let them go,
0: and then, and then the son uh, yeah. of Vlad Dracula's cousin was Damn. the ruler of Wallachia. Vol-
1: okay, I'm caught up now.
0: So Radu and vlad in
1: the ottoman empire
0: they wanted to be the ruler of wallachia so now you got somebody else in their spot
1: yes okay hold on i'm catching up again who killed dracul and his oldest son
0: nobody Mm -hmm. knows they were murdered
1: well i bet it was friggin' dan
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if he was gonna get a spot on the throne
1: he's looking awful suspicious right now After his father and oldest brother died, Vlad became a potential claimant to Wallachia. Vladislav II of Wallachia joined John, how are you saying it?
0: Unde, just like the car.
1: Is that correct? Because it looks like (laughs) Hunyadi. It doesn't look like Unde at all. (laughs) Whatever. That guy who launched a campaign against the Ottoman Empire in September 1448. Since they were gone, Vlad broke into Wallachia at the head of an Ottoman army in early October. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Left the house empty. hmm The Ottomans defeated Hanyadi's army. You're right. It you
1: could call him Hyundai if you want all day long. There's
0: the same letters.
1: There. Those are not the same letters.
0: As Hyundai.
1: Oh, actually you're right. They are. They are not even close to the correct order though.
0: No, I feel like it's a little, um, what's the word dyslexic? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's my whole problem. Um, (laughs) anyway, I didn't even
1: realize they were the same letters until you just said that. I'm like, no, they're not. Yes, they are actually, but they are real mixed up. (laughs) Mm
0: -mm. Hunyadi's army Uh, Okay, so the Ottomans defeated Hunyadi's army in the Battle of Kosovo between October 17th and the 18th. Hunyadi's deputy, Nicholas Vizakani urged Vlad to come meet him in Transylvania, but Vlad was like, nope. Good choice. Yep.
1: Vladislav II returned to Wallachia at the head of the remnants of his army. Vlad was forced to flee the Ottoman Empire by December 7th, 1448. Mm-hmm. So he lost that.
0: Now he's exiled. Vlad first settled in Indrin in the Ottoman Empire after his fall. Not long after he moved to Moldavia, Moldavi, where Bogdan II, who is his father's brother-in-law, had mounted the throne with John Hunyadi's support in autumn of 1449. After Bogdan was murdered by Peter III Aaron in October 1451, Bogdan's son, Stefan, fled to Transylvania with Vlad to seek assistance from Hunyadi. Hunyadi concluded a three-year truce with the Ottoman Empire on November 20th, 1451, acknowledging the wallachian boyer's right to elect the successor of Vladislav ii if he died and a boyer because i didn't they kept using this term and i didn't know what it meant
1: mm-hmm. is the
0: second highest nobleman right under princes so it's pretty high up there in the the line so
1: it's like a group of noblemen yeah Vlad wanted to settle in Brasov, but Hanyadi forbade the burghers to give shelter to him on February 6, 1452. Vlad returned to Moldavia where Alexandral had dethroned Peter Aaron. There is a lot of stuff going on there. I'm telling you. The events of his life during the years that followed are unknown. He must have returned to Hungary before July 3rd, 1945, because on that day, Hunyadi informed the townspeople of Brazov that he had tasked Vlad with the defense of the Transylvanian border. So we don't know what he was up to.
0: For quite a long time.
1: Wait, 1945? You mean 14? No, I don't even know what year that could possibly be. 1465? Okay, so like almost 10 years, seven years, whatever. Okay, so seven years, we don't know what he was up to, but then he was tasked with the defense of the Transylvanian border.
0: No one knows for certain what happened when Vlad returned to Wallachia, but here's what we've got, okay, and it's a lot. So. Listen with your ears. <laughs> he invaded Wallachia with Hungarian support either in April, July, or August of 1465. Vladislav, the, I, I say it different every time. Vladislav II died during that invasion. Okay. But we don't okay. know what month it happened. Vlad Just sent his.
1: Not May or June.
0: No, absolutely not. April, April July, July, or August. Or August. <laughs> very specific but not specific at all (laughs) vlad sent his first letter as vovid of wallachia to the burgers of brazov on september 10th burgers i also had to google because i don't know what the (laughs) hell those are and they're basically just like wealthy townspeople okay he promised to protect them in case of an Ottoman invasion of Transylvania, but he also sought assistance if the Ottomans occupied Wallachia. In the same letter, he stated that, quote, when a man or a prince is strong and powerful, he can make peace as he wants to. But when he's weak, a stronger one will come and do what he wants to him, showing his authoritarian personality. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah.
1: Facts. Facts. It's not, he's not wrong. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of people were executed at Vlad's order at the beginning of his reign. He began a pursuit against the boyers who had participated in the murder of his father and older brother, or whom he suspected was plotting against him. Vlad quickly effected a great change and utterly revolutionized the affairs of Wallachia, through granting the money, property, and other goods of his victims to his retainers. The list of members of the princely council during Vlad's reign also show that only two of them, Voico, Debrida and Lova, were able to retain their positions between 1457 and 1461. So I don't know how many people were in that council, but two is not a lot.
0: No. Two is not a lot. I would he assume- sounds
1: unstable.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would assume there was more than two.
1: <laughs> I would, I would also assume that <laughs>
0: during 1459, Vlad ignored the position of power of the Ottoman Sultan Meh- Mehmed II. Tersin Beg, who was a secretary of the Sultan's court, stated that Vlad only turned against the Ottoman Empire when the Sultan was quote. Away on the long expedition in Trebizond in 1461. So it sounds to me like he's a little bit of a coward.
1: Yeah, he just waits for people to leave and then he's like, now's the time. Uh
0: huh. Which is it cowardly or is it smart? I mean, it's
1: smart, I guess, but also
0: cowardly. cowardly. Mm -hmm. Balad started new negotiations with Mathis Cornvinus. But ordering, or but the Sultan was soon informed by his spies. Not good. Mm-hmm. Mehmed sent the Greek Thomas Catabellinis to Wallachia, ordering Vlad to come to Constantinople. He also sent secret instructions to his friend Hamza to capture Vlad after he crossed the Dan Danube. Correct. Vlad. <laughs> okay, I was waiting for your critique. <laughs> I was going to say the Danube. <laughs> that would be
1: incorrect.
0: <laughs> I Vlad-, <think. laughs> Vlad found out that the Sultan's deceit and trickery, he captured Hamza and Catabolinos and had them executed.
1: Ah, so he.
0: It was a double cross, double cross situation. Yeah, he knew
1: <laughs> that something was afoot. Can't get anything past that old Vlad.
0: He knows what's up.
1: Not to totally throw everything off here, but I'm pretty sure the date that you put down as 1945 was actually 1454.
0: Based oh, I on How <laughs> things <laughs> Trans- food. Uh, Typical. It. Typical.
1: <laughs> Just saying. So after the execution of the Ottoman officials, Vlad gave orders in fluent Turkish to the commander of the fortress of Gurugia.
0: You're owning it.
1: What sound does I-U-I-U make? G-I-U-R-G-I-U. Maybe
0: the G is silent and it's G U.
1: I like that. Mm. Do I have to say it again? No. No. Okay, we're going to move on. That fortress. He gave orders, influent Turkish, to the commander of the fortress to open the gates, which enabled the Wallachian soldiers to break into the fortress and capture it. He invaded the Ottoman Empire, devastating the villages along the Danube. He informed Mateus Corvinus, sorry man, I am slow right now, about the military action in a letter on February 11th, 1462. He said the more than 23,884 Turks and Bulgarians had been killed at his order during the campaign. He sought military assistance from Corvinus, declaring he had broken the peace with the Sultan for the honor of the King and the Holy Crow of Hungary. And for the preservation of Christianity and the strengthening of the Catholic faith, the relationship between Moldavia and Wallachia had become more tense by 1462, 23,884 people. That's crazy. Is that a made up
0: number? Probably.
1: That is a lot. I hope so too. And him giving the orders to open the fortress in fluent Turkish. Was that like a trick? Like he tricked them into opening them because he spoke yeah. fluent turkish, turkish.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. and then he killed interesting. them all interesting
1: and like interesting. who's interesting. counting
0: those bodies
1: nobody how did they get 23,884 nobody's counting that many it's
0: very specific like, it
1: is They'd be like that looks like 23,884 people
0: <laughs> we're just gonna go with
1: that <laughs> they they probably did make up that exact number because
0: it sounds if you say believable.
1: something, Yeah. <laughs> if you say something round, they're like, did I he? Guessed. Yeah.
0: Not Who, this time. I mean, I would not want to be that guy just counting dead bodies. <laughs> that would That'd be, be the worst job in the army.
1: That really would. <laughs> disclaimer folks we're recording this episode after we recorded our patreon and normally we do it the other way around because we get like this at 10 o'clock which is what time it is
0: yeah we turn into pumpkins (laughs) can't read pumpkins and this is like the hardest words in america (laughs) it's not even american (laughs) Uh-huh. Mehmed II learned of Vlad's invasion and raised an army of more than 150,000 strong. The Ottoman oh. fleet landed at Brelalia, the only Wallachian port on the Danube, in May. The main Ottoman army crossed the Danube under the command of the Sultan at Nicopolis on June 4, 1462. Outnumbered by the enemy, Vlad adopted a scorched earth policy, which is not good for anyone. No. Mm-mm. And retreated towards Targovistet. During the night of the 16th and 17th of June, Vlad broke into the Ottoman camp, which is so crazy. Like, how is this happening? Doesn't he have a mugshot somewhere where people are like, I think that's Vlad, man. I know
1: that guy with 150,000 <laughs> people.
0: Yeah. We're supposed to kill him, I think, man. Yeah, like, he, just, come he on. just
1: sneaks in. What's Freaking going
0: on? Ninja. Amateurs. <laughs> and he attempted to either, he was trying to capture or kill the Sultan. Either the imprisonment or the death of the Sultan would cause panic among all of these 150,000 strong and would let Vlad defeat the Ottoman army, except the Wallachians, missed the court of the Sultan himself and attached the tents of a political advisor or attacked i'm sorry attacked the tents so they they got in there and they freaking missed wrong guy wrong guy vlad and his retainers left the ottoman dawn or ottoman camp at dawn they're like whoops sneaking back Mm -hmm. out Mehmed entered Turgovistet at the end of June. The town had been deserted, but the Ottomans were horrified to discover a forest of impaled, which had, there was thousands of sticks with carcasses of executed people all over the town. So not only, okay, are they killing all these people, but then they're taking the time to shove a stick up their butt, have it come out their mouths, and then bury it so it'll stand up.
1: That probably took them all of June.
0: At least.
1: That's a lot.
0: That's a lot. But
1: that would be a sight and you would be I... scared.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, don't mess with that guy. Mm-mm. He's crazy. The Ottomans suffered from summer heat and thirst during the campaign. The Sultan decided to retreat from Malachia and marched towards Brailia. Stiff- Stephen the Third of Moldavia hurried to Chilia, now Kilia in Ukraine <laughs> to seize the important fortress where Hungarian garrison had been placed. Vlad also departed for Chilia, but left behind a troop of 6,000 strong to try to hinder the march of the Sultan's army. But the Ottomans defeated the Wallachians. Stephen of Moldavia was wounded during the siege of Chilia and returned to Moldavia before Vlad came to the fortress.
0: Hmm okay Mm -mm -mm. the main ottoman army left wallachia but vlad's brother radu and his ottoman troops stayed behind in the bergen plain radu sent messages to wallachians reminding them that the sultan could again invade their country although vlad defeated radu and his ottoman allies in two battles during the following months more and more wallachians deserted to radu
1: so these are brothers fighting
0: yeah they liked him better. Vlad withdrew to the Carpathian Mountains, hoping that Mathis Carnivius would help him, <laughs> <laughs> would help him regain his throne. But Albert of Estemenzosa, the deputy of the County of the Zechelese, had recommended in mid-August that the Saxons recognize Redu. Radu almost also made an offer to the burghers of Brazov to confirm their commercial privileges and pay them a compensation of 15,000 ducats. Okay. So it sounds like Radu is the better brother.
1: Um. Yeah, I guess. If you had to pick. Well, yeah, he's not pick- impaling people. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with that guy for sure. Matthias Corvinus came to Transylvania in November 1462 and negotiations between him and Vlad lasted for weeks but Vlad could not talk him into waging war against the Ottoman Empire. At the king's order his Czech mercenary commander John Jiskra of Brandes captured Vlad near Rucker in Wallachia and imprisoned him. Corvinus sent three letters that Vlad had allegedly been, oh, that had allegedly been written by Vlad to Pope Pius II and the Venetians, who had sent money to finance the campaign against the Ottoman Empire. This, the letters were said to have been written on November 7th, 1462 to Mehmed II Mahmud Pasha, and Stephen of Moldavia. And in these letters, Vlad offered to join his forces with the Sultan's army against Hungary if the Sultan restored him to his throne. So these were all like double-crossy letters.
0: Yeah. He just wants to be the ruler of Wallachia.
1: Yeah. So all these people that had been supporting him got letters saying that he was a double-crosser. Yeah. It is said by historians that likely Vlad did not write these letters and they were forged by a Saxon priest. So somebody double cross, double cross again. Yeah. Trying to screw up his plans and get him murdered.
0: Vlad was imprisoned in the city of Belgrade and then taken to Visegrad where he was held for 14 years.
1: Dang.
0: So this was serious business. There are no documents between 1462 and 1475, but according to some Slavic stories about Vlad, he was only released after he converted to Catholicism in 1475. Bazarab V. Teplis had taken over Wallachia in 1474, while Mathis Corvinius realized that Vlad was the lawful prince of Wallachia, he provided him no military assistance to regain the throne. So too bad.
1: So he's just like out here now mm-hmm. living life. And at this point Vlad is in his late 40s,
0: which is pretty old for the 1400s. 1400s. Yeah.
1: yeah. How how long did these people live generally speaking? I mean,
0: and I feel like impaling people would take a lot out of you.
1: Yeah, that'd be hard work. After he was released, Vlad settled in a house in Pest. But soon after, soldiers broke into his house while pursuing a thief who had tried to hide there. Vlad had their commander executed because they had not asked for his permission to enter his home.
0: He's still a badass bitch. It's
1: like starting stuff, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Vlad then moved to Transylvania in June 1475, wanting to settle in Sibiu. He sent a group of men down to arrange a house for him. Mehmed II acknowledged Basarab Leota as the lawful ruler of Wallachia. Corvinus ordered the burghers of Sibiu to give 200 golden florins, which were coined, to Vlad from the royal revenues on September 21st, but he left Transylvania for Buda in October.
0: Vlad bought a house in Pisces that became known as Dracula Haza, which means Dracula's house in, or I'm sorry, Dracula's house in Hungarian. January 1476, John Pragic of Deglin Vivid of Transylvania, urged the people of Brazov to send to Vlad all of the supporters who had settled in the town because Kornvis and Leota had concluded a treaty. The relationship between the Transylvanian Saxons and Barzabab. <laughs> remained tense. Saxons gave shelter to their opponents during the following months. Corvinus dispatched Vlad and the Serb- Serbian Vuk Gravic to fight against the Ottomans in Bosnia in early 1476. They captured Šubričan and other fortresses in February and March of 1476. In the Bosnian campaign, Vlad once again as, uh, resorted to terror tactics, which meant massly impaling captured Turkish shoulder soldiers and massacring civilians in conquered settlements. His troops mostly destroyed Srebrekin, Kolsot, and Zavornik. So he was just like going nuts. Didn't He's matter
1: his old man mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter if you were. In the military or not, he was going to kill you. you. Yeah.
1: Mehmed II invaded Moldavia and defeated Stefan III in the Battle of Valia Alba on July 26, 1476. Stefan Bathory and Vlad entered Moldavia, forcing the Sultan to lift the siege of the fortress at Targu Nemt in late August. Matthias Corvinus. I don't know how we've been saying his name but that's
0: yeah I think that's guy. right
1: ordered the Transylvanian Saxons to support Bathory's planned invasion of Wallachia on September 6, 1476 saying that Stefan of Moldavia would also invade Wallachia. Bathory's forces captured Targovist on November 8, 1476. Stefan of Moldavia and Vlad confirmed their alliance and occupied Bucharest, forcing Basard Leota to seek refuge in the Ottoman Empire on November 16. Vlad informed the merchants of Brazov about his victory, urging them to come to Wallachia. He was crowned before November 26, 1476.
0: Bazarob Leota returned to Wallachia with Ottoman support, and Vlad died fighting against them in late December 1476, or early January 1477. And his retinue, which is like his posse, was also massacred. Vlad's army of 2,000 were cornered and destroyed by a Turkish Bazarob force of nearly 4,000. Some people say that a disguised Turkish Turkish assassin murdered Vlad in his camp, but some say that he was mistaken for a Turk by his own troops in battle where they attacked and killed him. What a wow. They
1: really needed to get drawings of people passed around or something. Like, how do you not know what these people look like?
0: And then that would make me think, okay. Does that happen a lot? Like friendly fire? Where you just, oops. Murdered Steve.
1: (laughs) He looked Turkish to me today. I don't know. Man, that's a
0: mess. Some say that he was beheaded and his head was delivered to Mehmed II in Constant Noble as a trophy to display at his gates. Which, I mean, with all the shit that he pulled... I don't blame him. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably. No one knows where he's buried, but with popular tradition, he's probably buried in the monastery of Snagov. In 1933, there was an excavation done and there was no tomb below the unmarked tombstone that they assumed was his. Historians now believe he's buried at the first church of Komana Monastery, which was near the battlefield that he was supposedly killed on, which makes sense i mean yeah. i guess does it make sense because you, you're okay with beheading him possibly
1: yeah you'd think you'd just throw in the him monastery throw yeah, him down, down the ditch somewhere pretty much so he only ruled for like two months
0: mm-hmm. but his whole life was
1: he had a following his whole life
0: Well, and he tried to to get to the Wallachia and being that ruler.
1: Yeah. So it all culminated into Mm -hmm. those two months anyways. Yeah. Did you feel like reading this was like... So hard. Well, do you ever have nightmares that you're back in school?
0: And that we failed uh, an assignment.
1: (laughs) Well, usually my dreams start with me not being able to get into my locker because I can't never... remember you don't know the combination, combination. yes yeah <laughs> and then I realized that I have no idea what class I'm supposed to be in mm-hmm. and I panic but I feel like this situation reminded me of when we would have to read out loud out of the textbooks in front of the whole class and they would like you know you'd go in order so you'd read ahead to your paragraph that you knew you were going to get to make sure you could read it that felt like this the whole
0: time <laughs> Well, and we didn't and do We did a great not job. do
1: well. <laughs> we did not do well.
0: Well, and, and this next part is the good stuff. This is, it could have been a 15 minute episode on oh, just, just with this right this here. This next part, this next right. grouping of things. So if you just stayed with where us, the
1: good stuff is.
0: Yeah. If you stayed with us through this, thank you for listening to us mispronounce all of these freaking words. And I still am not really 100% sure what happened but too
1: much stuff happened it's like a freaking and there's so many episodes
0: right (laughs) and everybody's dying and there's so many names that nobody can pronounce except for dan and Stephen.
1: yeah and i'm pretty sure i said stefan like 10 times in there so i screwed that up well it probably is stefan it probably is (laughs) and there's like triple double crossings going on with all these people i don't know that was a lot soap opera but here we are at the family portion while records are spotty and not much is known we do know that vlad somehow managed to have two wives through all that <laughs> chaos uh. his first wife may have been the illegitimate daughter of john hanyadi <gasps> Ooh, scandalous Yep. but but her name is unknown his second wife was justina Zalagia, who was the cousin of Matthias Corvinus and a widow.
0: Wow. There's so many deaths. It's so so many deaths. It's amazing that anybody's alive.
1: I'm just saying though that he married two people from the people that were like double crossing and like doing all these things. Yeah, Managed that's probably to where marry, it started like, their relations. They had three sons. Minya, who was born in 1462, an unnamed second son. I'm sure he had a name, right?
0: Yeah, I, I hope so.
1: <laughs> we just don't know his name, not that he was unnamed. Um, he was killed before 1486. And a third son, Vlad Dracula. Come on, man. Vlad Dracula, who attempted to lay claim to Wallachia around 1495, but was denied. It is said that Elizabeth Bathory is related to Vlad.
0: Which makes sense.
1: Bad bloodlines there.
0: Yeah. All of them are nuts.
1: Eradicate that shit.
0: <laughs> okay. So now we're going to get into talking about the impaler side of him, which is the most exciting.
1: Exciting. Good word choice for, there.
0: <laughs> for not the people he impaled, but like us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's estimated that Vlad killed about 80,000 people through various means. Yikes. This includes about 20,000 people who were impaled and put on display outside the city of Tor This image caused the invading our Ottoman Mehmed II to retreat. All the brutal acts Vlad is known for came from stories, mostly by Germans and Slavs, But here's just a few bullet points of what they were saying. Um, From an escaped monk, Vlad had two monks impaled to assist them to go to heaven. What a nice guy. After they were impaled, their donkey was impaled because it started braying after its master's death. So sad. What a jerk. Vlad was imprisoned he would catch rats just to cut them up into pieces so he didn't forget his wickedness not for food or anything like that just because he liked the blood man Turkish he should have impaled them I mean really
1: prison did he have
0: find a piece of hay or something and do your work (laughs) Turkish messengers who came to visit Vlad refused to take off their turbans. So he nailed them to their head with three spikes so they could never take them off. Um, this is a German story. Vlad had a big copper cauldron. He put people in the cauldron and would poke their heads out of the wooden lid so he could see their faces. And then he would boil them to death. And we talked about this in our torture episode. This is a thing that they did. Ugh. Uh, Another German one, he would impale women and their suckling babies on the same stake, which is just, yeah, terrible. Vlad hated stealing, and anyone who stole would not live long. To prove his point, he left a golden cup on top of a fountain, and no one stole it, as they were scared of what would happen to them. So that's how prominent his feelings were. Vlad invited hundreds of warriors to a banquet and when his authority was challenged, he stabbed his guests and had their bodies impaled. So don't go to any parties.
1: This is like Game of Thrones. That's like the Red Wedding over there. It is. You think you're here for
0: a party. Wrong. Um, The last one, Vlad dined among a forest of impaled soldiers he'd defeated. Some say he dipped his bread in the blood of his victims. But that's not confirmed.
1: (laughs) Nor is probably any of this none
0: of it is
1: (laughs) that would be a terrible place for a picnic that would smell so bad
0: think of the bugs
1: and the bugs Ugh.
0: why yeah and you couldn't eat any meat i feel like maybe a salad
1: i don't don't really feel like i would be able to eat at all (laughs) but okay bring ali a salad to the (laughs) the impale picnic
0: (laughs) (laughs) no red dressing either
1: (laughs) yuck all right vampires bram stoker's dracula was published in 1897 and was the first book to connect dracula and vampirism stoker primarily used romanian folklore about transylvanian superstitions and he didn't know a whole lot about vlad the impaler he did know about Attila the Huns destructive campaigns and heard the German stories that described Vlad as wicked. Bram also looked into Elizabeth Bathory. In first drafts, the name was Count Vampire. That would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like took a nice pause there and like Vampire but Stoker borrowed the name and some history and turned it into count Dracula. Thank goodness. Vampire. Ooh. It sounds like whining. Yeah. I don't know. Just the word like, wah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like there. Yeah. But maybe it's, it's as, because we know what vampire is today. Right. But yeah. Count I mean,
1: vampire the vampire.
0: <laughs> sounds like somebody with a speech impediment or something
1: too much too much i'm glad that that was changed
0: yeah dracula is way more scarier than count vampire
1: <laughs> yeah
0: however that would make like a good kids tv show
1: it would we can mm-hmm. borrow not we trademarking borrow that
0: so uh, that was the story of vlad that was the story that nobody knows what's real and what's not real nope and, and nobody we'll knows what the hell's you, going on.
1: I know I was going to say we'll see if anybody listened and was able to glean any amount of what went on there cuz that was very confusing.
0: Super rough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um that's the best I could do. I went to so <laughs> many websites <laughs> to try to piece it together. It was so hard. I you needed to re- do what you can do. I needed to make like a whole book of all of them and then get their pictures. So I knew who was who. Right.
1: That would help because that, that is, that does, this also reminds me of trying to read like Lord of the Rings.
0: With all those because people. they just
1: introduce all these people with weird names and without like when you watch Lord of the Rings like I know who everybody is but when you're trying to read it and not having anything to associate mm-hmm. this name that means nothing to and there's so many of them yeah it's too too difficult
0: <laughs> it is well please be gentle if this is your first episode
1: Go listen Don't. to another one.
0: <laughs> Don't judge us. Okay. Go listen to something else that's probably better. Probably
1: put a disclaimer at the beginning.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Don't let this be your first episode. Yeah. Because you yeah. will hate it. <laughs> and that's maybe. how we get one star reviews.
1: You know, maybe some people like it. You know what? I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> They feel so much better when I know that they're lies. (laughs) I can sleep well tonight. Thank you very much. I will have, you know, I worked hard on this. It took me days.
1: Yeah. I remember when you were doing the notes for this, it was like days on days on days. We had to reschedule once because you were like, I, I am not going to have this done. So I did the notes and that's why we ended up like Because then I was like, I
0: need to get a something else, a palate cleanser. I got to do my other notes so that I can get this out of my mind. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) But here we are.
1: Well, and it is. And it's done. It is done. And it was interesting enough. Yeah. I mean. I thought.
0: Hyundai and Hanyadi have the same letters.
1: They do. Now we know that.
0: It's on Jeopardy. You heard it here first, folks. Now you know. All right. Well, to cite my sources, I used um unmuseum.org, wiki.com, newworldencyclopedia.com and nbcnews.com. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode 110 on Vlad the Impaler and we will never speak his name again. Never again. Never again. We hope you all have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.